Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us here on our website. We pray once again that this broadcast will be a very special blessing to you. Amen. Because it's going to be coming from the Word of God. And we pray that God will grant unto us what Paul prayed in his generation for the Christian community, that God would grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We're going to be talking about the third person of the Godhead and his particular peculiar work in the life of every child of God. We're going to be talking about another comforter today out of John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 16 through 18, the words of Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to uh, uh, open this Bible study by uh, making some statements here today. Before we read this scripture, number one, I want to let you know that I am a Pentecostal preacher. That is, I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues, which I do and have uh, since I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to make something very clear. What I'm talking about here in Scripture, what God is saying to us in His Word, is not about the power gift. You know, Jesus said you should receive power, dunamis, miracle working ability. You'll see how that differs from what he's explaining about this particular work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And he said, go and tarry in Jerusalem before you try to go preach without this ability, this supernatural ability, power, dunamis. Tarry until you be endued with power from on high. This is power for service. This is not a person in our life to reproduce all of the character, all of the work of Christ within us. Listen carefully to this. This is an important distinction because when I first became a Christian, I was oriented toward the power of God through the Holy Spirit to be endued with power rather than the person of the Holy Spirit to be filled with all of the fruit of the Spirit, which is nothing more, this is nothing less or more than the very character and nature of Christ within. And then that nature begins to work out through our life. Oh, friend, this is so important today that we make the distinction between the person who gives us power and the person who literally manifests and mediates the presence of Jesus himself in our life. The power gift is available to everyone, but everyone is not baptized in the Holy Ghost. And we need the power of God, but we also need the presence and the person of Christ to be manifest. Every person who gets saved receives not the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but we receive the Holy Spirit. Because the scripture is very clear, any 
one and and you'll understand this better when we read this scripture and explain it but anyone who is without the spirit of christ does not belong to him in other words if you're saved the spirit of christ which is manifest by the holy spirit amen comes to abide within you and within me this is the way jesus keeps his promise who said, I'll never, no, never leave you nor forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. Now we know that Jesus has ascended into heaven. He sat down by the right hand of the Father. And he said, I'm going to sit right here until my enemies be made my footstool. Well, how is he going to accomplish all of that through us, except through the Holy Spirit and all of his work in our life? Today we're going to talk about another comforter out of John's gospel. We've begun this study. We're going to go deeper today. <laughs> you, you may have to put on your, your frog fins and get out your, your, your oxygen tanks. <laughs> we're going under today. We're going into deeper waters today. Please stay with us because this is an important teaching. John's gospel, chapter 14, verse 16 through 18, Jesus speaking. He said, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you, this is the title of our teaching, another comforter, that He may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but you know Him, for He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not, verse 18, leave you comfortless. That is the Greek word for orphanous. We get orphaned from it. I won't leave you all by yourself, all alone in this fallen world. I, I, Jesus speaking. Now he's talking about another comforter. He's talking about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He says, and through that work, I will come to you. I want to take you uh, to the, to the, to really understand the word another for just a moment here. This is the Greek word A-L-L-O-S, alos, which means another of the very same kind. There's another Greek word for another, which means another of a different kind. Jesus chose the Greek word that meant another of the same kind. By using this word, Jesus was sending a very very clear message that when the Holy Spirit came, the Spirit would be just like Himself. The Holy Spirit would perfectly represent Jesus in every way and duplicate His life and ministry. He would mirror Jesus to us and through us to such a degree, in fact, that whatever Jesus would say is exactly what He would say. And whatever Jesus would do is exactly what He would do to the disciples. And that day, this statement must have been so encouraging because it let them know that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit's presence, by the way, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, one in the same. His presence would make it seem as if Jesus was still there among them. So when John fourteen sixteen uses the Greek word alos to describe another comforter, it tells you and it tells me that Jesus was telling 
all of us, you and me today, us today, we today, the Holy Spirit and I are identical in every way. So by having Him, it will be as if you still have me. Praise God. Amen. I'm glad that that we still have Jesus today. See, Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit here and describes Him as another comforter. Though Jesus was leaving, He was not actually leaving them alone. He would send another comforter. In effect, somebody just like Himself, somebody that is replicated to us perfectly as Himself, Someone, in plain terms, that would just fill in for Him until He comes again. Somebody that would do all that He was doing when He was with them. A replacement, so to speak, for His physical absence. Though He would no longer be physically present with them, He would be spiritually present. I want to say that again. Though He would no longer be physically present with them, He would be spiritually present through the paraclete, through the comforter, through the Holy Ghost. In other words, having the Holy Spirit is absolutely having Jesus spiritually. And the Holy Spirit does for those who follow Jesus what Jesus did for His disciples when He was physically here. He teaches, He guides, He admonishes, He comforts, He counsels. That's why it's called another Of the same kind. Another comforter. The first comforter was Jesus in his physical presence. Just a few days after Jesus' ascension. The Holy Spirit. The second comforter. Another comforter. Came to fill in for Jesus. The first comforter came. As Barnes says in his commentary. And I want to quote this. I like this. It said Jesus had been to them a counselor. A guide. A friend. While he was with them, he had instructed them, had borne with the disciples uh, their prejudices, their ignorance. He had administered consolation and counsel to them in the times of their depression and despondency. But he was about to leave them now. The other comforter was given as a compensation for his absence or to perform the offices toward them which he would have done if he had remained personally with them. And from this we can learn in part what is the office of the Holy Spirit. It is to furnish to all Christians the instruction, consolation, which would be given by the personal presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, see, here's the distinction. They were to still... Wait for power from on high. Power for service. You'll receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. He said to the disciples, through that gift on another occasion, the works that I shall do, you shall do in greater because I go to my Father. Because if I don't go to my Father, He won't come. But if I go, He's coming back. Hallelujah. This other comforter empowers us through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But He he abides within us as a person to manifest, 
the very character and nature of Jesus, His personal presence, as if He were here physically, but He's here with us spiritually. Therefore, to everyone who's listening to this broadcast today, you are not left alone. Jesus is not somewhere far away from you. You know, there's a sentimental song, and it's a sweet song, and I'm not trying to decry or degrade the writer of it or the writing of it, and you may have shed a tear when you heard it. I know I did years ago. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the only one who cares and understands. Well, He's not standing somewhere Near you, He has come through the Holy Spirit to live within you and to live within me. He's not far away from us. <laughs> Even if the shadow seems close, He's not far away. He's very close to you. And He's very close to me through the Comforter is in you. Praise God. As Colossians one twenty six and 27 tells us, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus sit down at the right hand of God in heaven, and yet he dwells in every child of God. Once again, you still, even if you're a Christian with Christ living in you by the Holy Spirit, you still need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to represent Him in all of the power that His person represents so that we can be witnesses unto Him. And we'll talk about that at a later date. Right now, Christ is in you and Christ is in me. And the way that He can sit beside the Father in heaven and live within you and me is because He sends us another Comforter. He said, if I don't go to the Father, He can't come. But if I go away, He'll come. And in reality, it's a closer presence than if He was physically here. You know, if Jesus went five miles to another town and, and didn't take His disciples, they would be parted from Him. But no matter where we go, He goes every single step with us. He will never leave us, never forsake us. When heaven seems brass, don't sweat it. When it seems like God is a million miles away because your emotions are so tore up and you're so aware of the pain and the pressure of your problem or your circumstance. The truth is, God is living within you. Christ is abiding with you by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And in His presence is still fullness of joy. Amen. According to the Word of God. Hallelujah. He is in you to do all that Christ would do if He was physically present. Here is the ministry of the Holy Spirit described by Jesus. Just a few verses. John 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, 
He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said unto you. In John 15 and verse 26 said, But when the Comforter comes, whom I shall send from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. And in John 16 and verse 7, Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. <laughs> Praise God. This is verification of what, what we have said. Having the Holy Spirit is more to our advantage than even if Jesus stayed physically present on the earth. Because He couldn't be with all of us simultaneously. He couldn't go with us into every circumstance and situation. You know, when He was in one town and Lazarus was sick, and Lazarus passed away, and when they finally got to where the grieving family was, the first thing Lazarus' sister said to Jesus, If you had been here... If you had been here, our brother wouldn't be dead. You would have healed him. He, he wouldn't be dead if you had only been here. Oh, friend of mine, what, what, is, what is being brought to us through the Word of God today is that Jesus is with us. There will never be a moment after you become a Christian that God is not with you, that Christ is not with you, because the Holy Spirit has come to manifest the presence of God and the person of Jesus in our life. He said, it's going to be better. You think you're losing. You, you think I'm going to leave you comfortless and I won't be here to help you, to guide you, to give you everything you need to live in victory and to live with fulfillment? Oh, no. He says, I'm going to send you another one just like me. He'll be with you. He'll be in you. And He'll abide with you forever. Look at John 16, verse 8 through 15, speaking once again of the precious Holy Ghost. It says, And when He has come, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in Me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you, things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine, and he'll declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said, he will take of mine, and he will declare it to you. This is the wonderful ministry and the wonderful reality of the Holy Spirit. Just imagine what Jesus is saying, the revelation that is available to us by the Holy Spirit. Everything the Father has, Jesus said, that's mine too. 
And when he comes, he's not, he's going to take of mine and he's going to declare it, show it to you. Praise God. Amen. And not only do we have this, this promise, but we have the promise of power through the Holy Spirit. And we have the, the promise of the presence of a person. And that person is Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And we can never, ever feel isolated and alone and, and, and somehow detached and distanced from God. I know in our mind and in our flesh, sometimes we're going to feel like heaven is closed off tight and God is so far away. But friend, all that is, is a feeling that is not the fact. And knowing the truth, because the Spirit of Truth Himself is living within you and living within me. Knowing the truth is what will set us free from those feelings, praise God, amen, that would just drag us down, cause our faith to be shaken in God's faithfulness. Praise the Lord. You know, we all wish that physically Jesus could still be here. I wish he could, I wish he would, it would be wonderful if Jesus just pulled his chair up right now beside my chair and sat right down here and I could just look right over at him and grab him and hug his neck and kiss him on the cheek and and wash his feet whatever I could do to love on him I'd do to love on him praise God amen but in reality Jesus spiritually is here with me and in reality Jesus spiritually is right there with you and you need to know that before you can experience that. You need to know it by revelation through the Word that we're reading right now. And then the realization to, as the Holy Spirit manifests the presence of Christ to you. And you just know that you know. I heard, I heard a humorous story before we close today. And I think we've all uh, felt what this little boy felt. He used to sleep with his mom and daddy, uh, and they were weaning him from that. He's starting to grow up. He's uh, more than a toddler now, and it's time that he sleeps in this beautiful room right across the hall from theirs. Their door is left open. His door is left open. He's got a beautiful nightlight. He's got all these things that he loves and his stuffed toys, and, and a thunderstorm comes. Terrible lightning and thunder. And he, they, they've said, now you've got to stay in your room. And there's no exceptions. We're right here. But you've got to sleep in your room. But he runs. And he, 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 he tries to climb up on the bed. And, and, and his daddy says, son, son, it's all right. That's just a storm. Uh, go, go on back to bed. Everything is just fine. He's trying to teach him. And, and, and then his dad says, listen, son, God is right there with you. And the little boy says, I want a God what's got skin on. <laughs> Amen. I want, I want a person I can see. Well, when you're a child, spiritually, that's what we want as evidence. But we walk by faith and not by sight. But I'm going to tell you something better than sight. 
And that is a revelation by the Holy Spirit of who we are in Christ and who Jesus Christ is in us. When you get that by revelation, you know that you know that you know without seeing and without feeling that Christ is right there with you and right here within you. Praise God. And we begin to take the confidence and courage and strong consolation that every step we make in this world, He takes with us. Praise God. Amen. Jesus ascended to heaven, sat down His work, Concerning our salvation is over, but His work in us and with us and through us is continuing because He sent another Comforter, one just like Himself, to indwell us and dwell with us. So today... I want you to know you may feel like you, you've been orphaned and God has so abandoned you. I declare to you, if you're a Christian, He has not. And He will not in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior today, you may feel abandoned of God and that God doesn't even want you. And he would not care if you were lost forever. And I'm going to tell you that is a lie from the devil right out of the pit of hell itself. God loves you. And he commends his love to you and me in that while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. This is the greater love. This is the greatest of all loves that there are in the universe. That while we were yet in our sins, Jesus went to the cross. Loved us enough to stay on the cross and pay the sin debt in full so that you and I could be set free. And I'm going to pray right now for you. I don't usually do this, but I do pray today. Heavenly Father, you see that person who feels abandoned, who feels lost, separated from you, And Father, if they keep listening to the devil, they'll go deeper into darkness. They'll believe there's no hope for themselves. But I pray they will listen to your word today and listen to you. They'll come out of that prison house of darkness. They will run to you, confess their sins, and find your arms open wide to receive them. And when they are saved... They will have your personal promise. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you. Every step till the end of the age. Come to Jesus today. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> 